Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. This episode is a recap with my friends from Europe to discuss my recent vacation to the UK and Ireland. It was, of course, a business trip. I was there to see Iron Maiden and my friends, of course. On this episode, we talk about all the madcap things we did, all the people that we saw, and of course, we review the shows. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about the beginning and the end of my trip. So I flew to London, and I flew to London because I got a really good deal on JetBlue. So I flew to London the day before I was headed for Dublin. I get to London, and I had messaged the the property to see if I could check in early, and I never heard from them. But I got through customs really fast in, in London, and I jumped on the tube, and I headed over to the hotel. I get to the hotel, and it is an Indian restaurant. And I said to the lady, I'm here to check in, and she said, okay, you can't check in until 2 o'clock. And I said, well, can I leave my bags? And she goes, yeah, you can leave them behind the bar. So I leave my stuff behind the bar, and off I go, and I run around London. And I was trying to catch up with Jimmy K from Metal Voice, because he was also there. I jumped on the on and off, just so I would be able to just zip in and, in and out of places and run around town, even though I had seen all the sights. It's cheaper than the subway. So I did that. It was a really nice day. It was warm, and it was sunny. And Jimmy and I kept missing each other. We were we kept missing each other from landmark to landmark. But anyway, I go back to the hotel or slash Indian restaurant and check in at the bar while the guy next to me is having a curry and a beer. I go upstairs. It's a really small room, but it's a nice room. It's clean, you know. Bathroom was a poster stamp, but again, you know, it was clean. I took a shower and I went downstairs and I had the best butter chicken curry I've ever had. I mean, it was amazing. The naan was delicious. The people were, were, they were polite. They weren't really friendly, but they were, they were nice enough, but they weren't really, they didn't really talk to me or anything like that. They weren't really interested in why I was there or where I was from or anything like that, but they were polite. The one girl says to me, are you going to have breakfast? It's at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. And I said, no, I'm going to be heading out really early in the morning. I have a plane to catch. Okay, fine. So I eat my curry. I'm tired. I've, you know, traveled all day, jet lag. I go upstairs. I go to bed. I set my alarm. I get up in the morning, get dressed, go downstairs. It's like 6.30 in the morning. The Indian restaurant is closed, obviously. And all the doors are locked. And I mean all the doors are locked. There's three doors and they're all locked. I can't find a way out. I'm messaging the the property. I'm calling them. I'm messaging booking.com. I'm not getting any response from anybody. I don't know what I'm going to do because now I'm starting to panic because I need to get to Gatwick to get on my flight to Dublin. I decide to pull the alarm. I pull the alarm. It's like, now it's like, I don't know, quarter of seven, 10 minutes of seven in the morning. I'm standing in an empty Indian restaurant with my bags. The alarm goes off for 20 minutes. Nobody shows up. Nobody. Not the police. No, nobody. So I wander around and I find this staircase that has a fire exit. So I go down to the fire exit and there's a door that has no knob, no lock, no nothing. It just has a keyhole. I can't get out of that door either. Not very safe. So I go back up to my room and I'm thinking I'm going to have to change my flight for Dublin. I don't know what else I'm going to do. And I hear some rumbling around outside of my door and I go out there and there's a lady and I think she was a housekeeper. And I said to her, you need to let me out. And she's like, well, we open at eight o'clock. I said, no, no, no. You need to unlock the door now because I need to get to Gatwick. She did. And I got to Gatwick and I made it to my flight uh, with no incident. Thank God. When I was leaving, I 
took the train from Manchester back to London, did an overnight in London uh, at a hotel that was pretty close to the airport. Uh, it was a nice hotel. It was really far away from everything. I was going to go to the Cart and Horses, but it was just too far away. And I ended up just having, I had a nice dinner, some a nice glass of wine and a nice cocktail. And I went to bed. And the next day I went to the airport and went right back home and right back to work the next day. And in between all of that time is what you're going to hear with myself and my guests. But before that, I want to thank everybody for their continued support. It is much appreciated. And with that, we are on to episode 48 of the Metal Chat Podcast, Maiden Recap. I'm here for a recap with all my buds that I went to Maiden with. I have Fargo Trainer from Feckin' Metal, his lovely young lady, Elaine. I have Steph and Dawn from Liverpool. And I have Eric from A to Z, Maiden A to Z, from Stockholm. Welcome. All right. Hello. How's all right. Hi. Hi, everybody. I guess we could start at the beginning, which Dawn and Steph weren't in Dublin, but we'll start we'll start at the beginning. So does anybody want to like start with uh, their impression? Well, I guess so. So here's what happened. So I came to Dublin. Elaine and Fergal were kind enough to let me stay at their house. The first night that we were that we were together, we went and met up with Nesbitt from Talking Maiden and, and George and Rebecca and George and Rebecca. George from Judas Priest cast. We had a great time drinking some beers and catching up and talking Maiden and all that. All that good stuff. We didn't see Josh because he was visiting friends in another part of Ireland. And then yeah, Friday, Eric joined us. Yes. Josh joined us. Right? Did Josh join us on Friday? No, we still didn't <laughs> see Josh on Friday. That's Saturday. That's I'm all confused. N- Nesbitt and Jarvis actually had to go rescue him at a pub because he'd been in the Lots Bar for twelve hours drinking pints of Guinness. Uh, so <laughs> Nesbitt <laughs> left him at midnight, or, or left him at midnight. That's right. Picked him That's up right. at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in the same stool apparently. <laughs> Barely hanging on for dear life. <laughs> oh, God. He actually was like, sorry, yeah. was, sorry, Eric. I was catching up on Talking Maiden today, and or maybe it wasn't the lots, maybe it was Kyo's. I'm not sure, but he was talking about how, like, he left a piece of his soul in Dublin and he was naming these bars. And he was saying, like, it's just different when you're in Dublin. He's like, the pubs are calling out to me, the Guinness is calling out to me. And he fu- he fulfilled that promise. He completely <laughs> uh, went, went that up 100%. That's awesome. I'm glad that he got to enjoy Dublin and see his friends too. That's nice yeah. to like that he was able to see everybody because he went over to Cork and saw some of his buddies over there. Yeah. So with, then we also saw Jarvis from uh, Night Demon when they went to right. They went to go get when they went to go get Josh. And then well, Jarvis was was working the door at British Lion. Yes. Well, we haven't got to British Lion yet. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm skipping. <laughs> so Friday night we did go to see British Lion. They were playing at a, at a club. We all went and you, myself and Elaine were upstairs. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. I was upstairs as well. I, was, I know. Uh, where were you? You were downstairs? No, I was upstairs. Oh, you were? Yeah. Well, depending. Well, maybe not because what you're saying now leads me to believe that I was perhaps even more upstairs and you were sort of. Down, uh, there's, there's obviously several floors here. I was somewhere. I feel like I was above on a balcony situation yeah. um, for a part of it. Above everyone else. There you go. That's I how we Americans able- do things when we come to town. 
<laughs> I was able to sort of push my way or sort of meander my way to the front of the of the balcony. And so I had a really good view. What did you guys think of the show? Yeah, I, we, I'd say we spent 50% of the time down watching it and then 50% of the time kind of upstairs or outside even chatting to Eric and having yeah. a smoke or whatever. But I thought it was really good. I, like, I know they get a lot of stick because they're not Iron Maiden, but I think what they do is brilliant. And I like I think they're way better live than they are on the album. I think a lot of people say that, but I, like I thought so that's my third time seeing them now. And I caught up was quite good. That was quite a good gig. Eric, was it your first time seeing them? Yeah, it was. Uh, and also, I mean, I haven't listened to them that much. And I think that definitely way better live, I'd say. And I think if you didn't have the direct comparison to Iron Maiden to sort of very much hold the two up and go, well, this isn't as good. It probably that probably does them quite a bit of injustice because they're, they're pretty good. You know, they're good at what they do. There's, it's not it's not really necessarily something. It's not like the second I got out of there, I was like, oh, I got I to go, you know, check out, you know, check out the whole catalog. But it's still it's still pretty good. Elaine, what did you think? Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> completely new to them, in fairness. So I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, It's nice to see someone like Steve Harris in a really small venue like that. It is. It is. This is the second time that I saw him because like, I saw him in down the balcony and he could look down. You'd, yeah. You'd never be You'd never be that close to him, like in any other venue. There'd be no kind of reason to ever get that near. So it was nice from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I saw them at download, I was like, I was in a tent and I was like right in front of Steve and you would never, I would never be that close to him. So yeah, I thought they were, I think that they're really good. I think, I think that it's a, it's kind of a double-edged sword with them. It's like people go to see them because of Steve Harris and then people complain that it's not Iron Maiden and it's like, they kind of can't, you know, it's kind of like they're in the middle kind of, yeah. you know. It's like they get the draw because of Steve, but then they also it's they get the comparison. Yeah, He's, he seemed to be really enjoying himself as well. He had a great T-shirt on him that night as well. Yeah, oil yeah. beef hooked. Well, oil beef hooked. Be hooked. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's been other, wearing that uh, since 2010. <laughs> it's like a very I hope he's lost thing. this. Huh? <laughs> and, and the the other thing about him is, unlike us, his knees seem to be just fine because he just jumps up and down and. Yeah. Did you see him falling <laughs> yeah. over in the Leeds, Leeds game? Yeah. Actually, I saw a bit of a video of that. He fell over, tripped on a monitor or something, and just bounced back up with all of the vigor of like a seven-year-old. Uh, just continued <laughs> to play the gig. Yeah, I would take about five minutes to get up from that predicament. I yeah, he didn't even miss a didn't even miss a beat. If I fall fall down, getting up is like fucking a dent at that point. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. I'll take it to your getting up. To that would be the rest <laughs> of the show, just getting back up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Me too. I know. Yeah, he's in, I mean, he is just in a remarkably good shape, remarkably good shape. So then as we were leaving, we ran into Jarvis, who was literally on the other side of the door uh, promoting Night Demon, which was nice to see him. Michael Shanker in November. They're supporting the Michael Shanker group in Dublin and um, playing Wheel or is it Wheelands? I'm not sure, but anyway, yeah, it's happening in November. So that's going to be such a great gig. So the day after my birthday as well. So Elaine. Oh, uh oh. Taken is he doing Frost and Fireland in Limerick this year? Were you saying that? Oh, that's a that's a rumor. I don't know if that's for public rumor. consumption, but uh, <laughs> right, sorry, yeah. it's, uh, that's the rumor for next year. Yeah, in Dolan's Warehouse, uh, apparently that's what's going to happen a couple of nights, and there's a few different stages there, so it would be ideal. I heard this through people, so and where, like where, is this, where is this gonna where would that be? Would you say Dolan's? Is that Limerick? yeah, Dolan's in Limerick, yeah, so. They have a, a, a festival every year there, twice a year, called the Siege of Limerick, and it's mostly like extreme metal bands, so it's not really my thing. But the, the layout of it is perfect for something like what Jarvis is doing, because there's a, a big stage which fits a few, few hundred people, and there's two other smaller stages throughout the venue. So you could have different bands on at different times, um, 
who obviously are going to have a different kind of level of following as well. So it would actually be ideal if it does happen. That'd be awesome. Maybe I'll come over for that. After that, we, so everybody was out there waiting for Steve to come out, but mm. he didn't come out. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I mean, we, I don't think we waited too long. Uh, no. No, we didn't. Fergal, the, the promoter, I, I spoke to him on my podcast a while ago. He was saying that they had it written into the writer that Steve was going to do two hours of meet and greet. Really? The fans. Um, so it was written into the time. Yeah, it was written into the timetable of the show. But he obviously decided against it. And I think it was probably the, the size of the venue. That fits about seven or 800. And it looked pretty full to me. Almost 100% mm-hmm. full, I'd say. So I think that would have taken a bit more than two hours. And when you're playing the three arena the next day, I don't know, like, if you could be doing that really. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. It's mm-hmm. kind of a lot to ask. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, as good a shape as he's in, I'm sure that, you know, he's still in his mid-60s. He still needs to get his beauty rest. That's it. Like, and the last time they played Dublin, they played in the Button Factory, and it wasn't sold out. And I think even at capacity, that only holds about five hundred. I'd say there were maybe three hundred people there, so it's a lot easier to manage. And he wasn't playing an Iron Maiden concert the next night either. So yeah, so that's that's definitely a lot. That's a definitely a lot different. So then we went out, did some drinking. We did. We did. We did. tried to get into Devitts. Yeah. So Nesbitt and Jarvis were like, we're going to Devitts. Uh, and we walked into Devitts and it was the busiest pub on the face of the planet. So luckily they decided not to go there and they went across the road to Anshu. And I think Elaine uh, directed Eric towards a, a free table and we all yes. stood around it, which is brilliant. I ordered you into a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And then, so let's talk about the Maiden show. So first of all, let's talk about before we talk. Oh, also, we should also we have to talk about Andy and Tracy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Andy and Tracy. <laughs> Our friends from Glasgow or Falkirk were there also. So so uh, we get so we go to the venue. It's a really cool venue because I've never been to this venue before. And it was really interesting because it was just kind of open and like the merch table and the bar was all like right there. So it wasn't like you were missing anything necessarily to go get a beer or if you were sitting there. Mm. Because Andy and I were in the merch table when Dr. Doctor started and we both started to freak out. And then we turned around and we were like, oh my God, like stage is right there. Yeah, yeah. So Don and Stephanie, you would have been there in 2010. I think it was called the O2 yeah. at the time. Though, but. Yes, right. we were indeed. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on, Steph. I was just going to say, yeah, it was just dead easy to, to move around the place because it, it seems very sort of compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like um, a semicircle where you don't miss any yeah. of the stage. No yeah, where that's start. right. Yeah. Yeah, because so, we, were, we, we were standing at the back, if I remember rightly, Don, because there's some, like, pillars, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because you've got the balcony, haven't you? Yeah. The back the of the venue's balcony, and I think yeah. that we were by the support pillars. That's right, yeah. And it was a yeah, excellent view, excellent that view. Was brilliant, brilliant view, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they, um, it was a cool place. Now, we all had floor seats, but Josh and Nesbitt had seats, and I was like, I said to Elaine, I go, I don't even see any seats. Where are the seats? And she's like, they're off to the side over here. Yeah, yeah, right up there. Yeah, I also had a seat. seat oh, you seat. did? Yeah, yeah. Were you uh, sitting over by them? Uh, I not that I no, I don't think so. Because I, I know there's there was you know it was, it was packed, so it's hard to tell. But what I will say is that there's we we have a lot of really horrendous indoor arenas here in Stockholm where the sound is just ridiculous. I thought the sound was great there. I mean, you could hear, you know, it was, um, yeah, I loved it. You could see everything and also you could hear everything. It was, it was, uh, it was a greater, a really nice arena. And uh, you, almost wherever you were, you could, you know, you, you weren't very far from the stage. You could always, because at some point, I think it was during this Death of the Celts, I decided it was a good time to go get a beer, check out the merch table and whatnot. And, you know, you, you, you walk like 10 steps and you're, you're, you're out, you're out there and, you know, you, you don't, you don't really need to miss anything. 
Well, that's, that was it. That was it. I mean, I was, Virgo and I went to, I forgot what song it was that we went over for a beer run and we were rocking out while we were waiting in line, just watching the show, rocking out. You know, you didn't, you didn't have to miss anything. And that was great because normally I don't go get a beer during a show, but it was okay this time because that that first gig felt kind of celebratory. I felt because we'd been in the pub for several hours beforehand as well. And there was just so many people there. It was more like, yeah, let's have a few beers. We're going to see them twice more anyway. So, uh, I didn't feel it mattered if I missed a bit of it because I knew in Glasgow and Manchester we could kind of make up for that. True, true. We already all, obviously, we all knew about the set list, Mm -hmm. but what was your impressions of seeing it unfold live? Who wants to take that? I'll take. Um, I thought the opening song was fantastic. The Blade Runner music was brilliant. Really set yeah. the scene. Obviously, Doctor Doctor. Like I was queuing for a beer when Doctor Doctor came on, and it doesn't matter how many times you hear that, it's still uh, kind of a goosebumps moment. Mm. So I was hoping. I think Elaine was queuing actually, and I was just waiting for Elaine to get and the drink the so I could take it from you because you were buying several drinks at the same time. I think. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Blade Runner music was brilliant. Caught somewhere in time was unbelievable. And then straight into Stranger in a Strange, Strange Land. Mm. Even having watched some of the clips online, it was just way more powerful live. And immediately you've heard, for me anyway, two songs you've never heard live before. So that was brilliant. Mm. What'd you think of the stage show, uh, Eric? I was uh, initially, uh, I thought, it, well, seeing it so actually live, it worked better than what I thought it was going to do because I saw a lot of videos and I'm a huge fan of like in movies I like practical effects and stuff like that. So I, I was kind of disappointed they didn't bring out the whole inflatable Eddie stuff and all that. And they did something really cool. So this actually works very well. So I said that was, I thought it, it was really cool. And I, obviously they're using a lot more pyro uh, in this mm-hmm. show than they have in a, in a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, I, that's cool. What did you think of um, Bruce's outfit? <laughs> I think that he, uh, he has a history of picking very, you know, odd looking things and he did not, he did not disappoint this time either. So that's good. I, it'd be he weird. Was wearing I, a, he was wearing a lady's cardigan, oh, Melissa. Yeah. I know. I know. It was, kind of was strange. I mean, like oh. when you see the clips from like nine, the 99 tour and he's wearing, you know, black jeans and a, just a black t-shirt. It's almost wrong because he's back to, he needs to wear something, something that, you know, something that's, said that normally would that, that that almost is impossible to make look cool and somehow he doesn't he doesn't really succeed all the way either but it just it's, it's yeah. i think it's it's sort of part of the part of the course and wearing something a bit odd and uh well yeah, he's never going to get advices to take over the job as editor of vogue is he come on no, no, he's not. Not. <laughs> no he's that's one thing that he's known for is his questionable fashion sense but i was hoping yeah. for the jacket i mean you know the 30 pound jacket yeah. didn't need to be 30 pounds these days yeah. They could have found a way to streamline that. Yeah, I mean, that that, that I thought they were going to bring out because, I mean, now it's so easy to do. And maybe that's sort of the reason they didn't do it. Or he just decided that that it would all, maybe just sort of realized it didn't look as cool as maybe he thought it did back then. But that obviously shouldn't be a problem given the other stuff he's wearing. I mean, you know, so. Yeah. What did you think of the stage set, Elaine? I thought, well, like, the last time we saw them was in Copenhagen. Would that have been right, Virgil? It was a lot more kind of, I suppose, you know, pyrotechnics and a lot more it was more paired back definitely but I thought that was nice because they were they weren't kind of just say churning out the same fan favorites they were bringing in some songs that you you definitely wouldn't have heard before or haven't heard in a long time so I think maybe they pulled back the stage show a bit Mm -hmm. to let the songs kind of shine yeah that's kind of what I thought because it was a spectacle in Hope and Hell. There was like literally flamethrowers. You could feel the heat like on your face from the top of the hill. <laughs> the flamethrowers were none of that. None of that this time. That's true. The show was the show was great. And when we left, we bumped into Jarvis. And we also I met some I met some guys. 
that were fascinated with my Boston accent. We were talking to them for about an hour, Melissa, them lads from Cork, couldn't get away from them. Yeah. And then one guy was trying to fix me up with his cousin. You <laughs> were getting shattered up, Melissa. Yeah. And <laughs> so then we saw then we saw Jarvis and his girlfriend. We chatted with them. Mm-hmm. And then we I also bumped into the counselor from. Oh, uh, that's right. Talk about well that from Uncle Steve's podcast. Well, I just saw him in the kind of it, it had emptied out quite a bit, and we were still hanging around because me and Kevin were talking to Jarvis for ages, or I should say, Kevin. Was oh yeah, we forgot about Kevin. I'm sorry, Kevin. We got to yeah. mention you as well. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was chatting there to Jarvis and I was just kind of standing beside them as they were just having this really kind of in-depth conversation about all sorts of stuff and then I spotted Richard Holmes the counsellor is that his name? I think it is yeah, that is uh, yes it is it is and uh, just went over I chatted to him a bit can't remember what I was saying to him I had about at least six more points in the venue uh, if not more so it was kind of a bit hazy um, I also bumped into a lad called Owen Daly who I've kind of known from Twitter he's an Irish lad and I was supposed to meet him last year in Belfast and we could never meet up so bumped into him as well so got a photo of him and then one of the lads from um from celtic legacy said he was walking by and was gonna say hello but me and the counselor were in a really in-depth conversation so he didn't want to interrupt us <laughs> but uh, he was he was floating about as well so that's nice when you run into people that you know at a mm. show i got some photos anyway so definitely happened i couldn't give a <laughs> detailed account of what was said but it definitely did happen absolutely and then um so then we had more beers because you know, and we we was that, that was the night that we went to that chipper that wasn't very good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass you now for. <laughs> we went to that oh. chipper. We stayed yeah, out. We, gotta... we stayed out drinking in a pub called Doyle's. It ser- serves really late, and then Kevin is like, "Oh, I really want the Chinese," and we went to this really crazy Chinese place. And Virgil was like, oh, "I'll get us a tape, huh? Charlie's, yeah." Yeah. So uh, the chipper was the night before, was it? Oh, the chipper oh. was the night before. That was oh, terrible, yeah. that place. After the bleeding yeah, yeah. horse. Or did we go to the bleeding horse? We did. We did go to the bleeding horse, yeah. yeah. For our final drink, yeah. Eric oh, was, yeah. was there. Yeah. yeah, I was there, there, yeah, one too, yeah. yeah. And I oh, actually, yeah. funnily enough, I ended up at a Chinese place the, the, the following night. because I So I hadn't had, I sort of was a bit dehydrated and hadn't really eaten properly during the day. So I, I, I sort of bowed out after the gig. And I, as I was like, getting back to the hotel, I was like, fuck, I probably should eat something. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing open. And I happened to wander into a Chinese restaurant and it didn't really give the impression of being open, but they said they were open. So I sat there and ordered stuff and they were, the, the staff was arguing, like screaming at each other about something as they were, as they were just sort of eating something completely unrelated. It looked like they were having food from somewhere else in the basement during when all this is happening. There's girls coming up because there's obviously a bachelorette situation going down, down the bachelorette party. And there's other, so with that happening with me eating like fried rice, uh, and that was the end of the painting. Fergal's trying to bag a table in this place we were in after the Iron Maiden gig. And I walk down and I see him sitting at a table going, wow, wow, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, if I act crazy, nobody will sit beside me. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked. It did work. I was kind of, at that point, I was probably demented drunk, but it did work. <laughs> Oh, we we have to talk about how we sort of lost Fergal for a minute there, Elaine. When was that? On the tra- on the train. Oh yeah. We got the off Lewis. the train and he didn't. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, we got the Lewis up from the point, like to go boozing, and he starts getting into conversation with we we're two people from Leash, I think, an older couple, and we jump off the train and you just see him at the door trying to press the button and you know, <laughs> bye. <laughs> the train continues on. 
Oh, well. We had a walk up to meet him. It was fine. It was such a, yeah, and we were flying out to Glasgow the next morning, so it's probably a terrible idea to only get home at 3.30. Yeah. So the next day, we go, we fly to Glasgow, and uh, the weather was kind of shitty. And we were staying in two different, we were staying in two different hotels. I was going to say, they only had half pints in the airport. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had that that issue at the airport as well and i even sort of splurged because i had like so much time to kill like you know fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna you know buy a thing so i can go hang out at the lounge and there's free booze with them. i usually get these ridiculous half pint situations that was not worth mm-hmm. it anyway, anyway, sorry, four. <laughs> yeah i think i drank three of them so we get to so we get to glasgow and we were staying at two separate hotels so you guys went to your hotel and to my hotel and then you guys fell asleep yeah. well needed warnings we were staying yeah. in a hotel but it was over a pub of course it was just- mm. <laughs> It was two rooms. I oh no, they had four rooms over a, over a pub. It was a quirky kind of a place. Yeah, really nice place actually. The room was way better than what you'd expect, being accommodation over a pub. And then they had a really nice food menu. So we had like a pie and chips, which was fantastic. It looks just delicious. Um, and their menu was really funny. Like all of this kind of food, like all the meals like had kind of comments underneath them. So there was the uh, haggis, neeps, and taddies, and underneath that it was like bloody tourists. so we knew we were in good hands yeah i stayed at a a, i mean it was a chain hotel but it was a nice hotel as well although on the way there i stopped and bought some souvenirs and then somehow i managed to lose them between between the souvenir shop and and the hotel and i looked everywhere for them but i think i just like bought them and then put them down to sign the check and walked out without the bag of souvenirs it's like the opposite of a five-finger discount you went for there. Yeah, I bought stuff and then I left it. Yeah, go ahead, just put this back <laughs> on the shelf. This is my donation. Um, and then, um, so we went to the um, Solid Rock, which is the rock bar, which is like across the street from my hotel. I mean, my hotel was in just a perfect location. It was like the, ho- the, the hotel and it was like a triangle. And there was a hotel and there was the Solid Rock and there was, there was that tunnel that had the chippers in it. And the the um the train was right there to go to the venue, so mm. I was like in a really perfect location. We got there with um Andy and Tracy, and drank some beers. Had a deep fried pizza. Well, you didn't. Well, Fergal and me did. <laughs> oh yeah, that was after, that was yeah yeah deep fried pizza. What did I have? Oh, I was trying to have haggis, and they didn't have any. They were out of it. Yeah. So then you never I had did get the haggis. A sausage roll, which was decidedly better than the sausage roll I had had in Dublin. Yeah, that was a travesty. Yeah. They were also out of deep fried heroin, which is really disappointing. They didn't have much. And then the next night they even had like less stuff, but that they, their um, chips and gravy were really good. So we stood out there and ate. Well, so let's talk about the gig. This gig, we were on the floor, but it was like a proper arena, you know, where there's like, you, you know, the merch table and the beer and all the stuff. And then you go into the, into mm. the arena. What did you yeah. think? What did did you guys see difference in um in the show? Um, I felt it was so. I think the place we chose to stand in the tree arena was wasn't the greatest choice because the sound wasn't brilliant. It was because we were over kind of in the corner. I I didn't think the sound was brilliant. I thought it was a bit muffled. But I I know from other people who were at it more centered and different locations, they said the sound was great. So it was just a fortunate choice, a place to stand. But in Glasgow, we were standing bang in the middle, um, not quite at the very back, but not, you know, a bit back from the middle, I'd say, uh, but in the center, sorry, facing the stage. And I thought the sound was fantastic. And unlike Dublin, I didn't leave to go to get a pint or go to the toilet at all during it, just watched the whole thing. And 
I really took that one in um, more so than the Dublin one, I'd say. And I thought it was just an unbelievable gig. Just the whole thing, like many people said, it seemed to pass by in about 15 minutes. All of a sudden yeah. it was fear of the dark and you're like, Jesus Christ, we're here already. My only gripe about that was where I was standing for whatever reason, I just, I, I looked like I was the path and people kept going in and out, in and out right next to me, no matter mm. where I moved to, they seemed to like say, oh, we're just going to use, <laughs> go by her. So that was a little bit annoying, but you know, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, that one, I felt like the same thing. I felt like I paid more attention mm. to the, that I paid more attention to the stage show. Cause I think in Dublin, I really listened more than I sort of watched. Yeah. And I, so I definitely think that I paid a little bit more attention uh, to the, to it. And then after that, we went, we were just talking about how we went out and had some more cocktails. And then we went to that chipper that was much better. And then the next night uh, we went, you, Fergal, myself and Elaine went to Falkirk, which is about an hour outside to the wonky roaster. I think was the name of his pub. Oh Yeah. Was it the Wonky Roaster, was it? That was the name of Andy's pub? I think oh, so. Oh, Andy, Andy's actual name of his bar. Jesus, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah something like that. I couldn't roaster, tell if yeah. it was, I don't know if it was Rooster or Roaster. No, he roaster. explained what it meant. I think a Roaster is somebody who's just like a, a piss head or something. Yeah, he so said an idiot. So, you know, he had the correct clientele in there that night. Anyway. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, said it was named, he said it was named after his cat, that they call his cat a Roaster. And that, All that's right, how okay. they... Maybe so, I got that wrong then, but uh, yeah. no, but that's but that's what he said a roaster was. He says because I said, well, what is it? And Tracy said it's a slang for like idiot or you know. All right, okay. Well, then so, he still had the correct clientele in there. Yes, he did have the <laughs> correct clientele in there. So um, we stayed in Falkirk. Uh, we stayed at this hotel where I had an accessible room that had a lawn chair in the shower. But I had hot water. Yeah. We had no hot water and a leaking ceiling. But look, we were only in the place for an hour or two. Well, they pegged you coming in, Melissa. They were like, "This one yeah. is going to need to sit down." This, this one's going to need to. This one's going to need to sit down, and she's going to need. She's going to need hot water. And um, yeah. we had a very nice meal there, but the breakfast was absolute shite. It was atrocious. <laughs> place. It was atrocious. It was like I wasn't even like. Through this whole trip, I think that was like the only time that I made it downstairs for breakfast. And I was like, what the fuck? They had, I went to get a coffee and it was hot water. And there was like the instant coffee. And I was like, no, nah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> cool. And we had been out really late. Andy's hospitality is second to none. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. We we had more fun there. We, we were drinking and singing every song we knew. And some songs we didn't know, <laughs> just uh, jumping around and dancing and pulling pints. And we had pulling a great time. That was my favorite part, actually. Uh, yeah, I was telling somebody pints. at work that I was saying that that was, you know, probably, um, you know, other than the actual gigs that were on par with that. I said that was that was the funnest night. Uh, we had a blast. And then we went to went to Liverpool, went to Liverpool. So we took the train to Liverpool where we meet up with Don and Steph. And Paul, who couldn't join us today. Certainly did. Uh, so, yeah, I think we kind of, did we make it straight to the Swan? Or not too much dilly-dallying anyway. Uh, uh, well, when, when I went to join you in the Swan, uh, I think it was Elaine spotted me. You were feeding your faces with pizza as I walked past the, past the pizza bar. Ah, yes, we were having a pizza first, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had to sup up the booze before we started yeah. drinking. So we went to uh, Dawn's favourite place, American Pizza. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Yeah, it's really good choice. Good value for money. And uh, Steph and I 
get on really well with the woman who manages it, who at the minute is on her maternity leave. I think she, isn't she, she about due now or she should have just uh, had it, Steph? She's had it, I think it was the end of May. Oh, right, that long ago. Yeah, yeah that long going, ago, yeah. Just shows how time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was around about 28th, 29th of May. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. So I should call in and see, try and ask some of the staff what's happened. Yeah, good idea, good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got no excuse. You, you can pop in there on your way to the swan next Saturday, can't you? <laughs> <I> can <do. laughs> yeah. So we get to the swan. For those of you who don't know, the swan is a metal bar, metal pub, whatever, in um, in Liverpool. And it is um, Dawn and Steph's hangout. And I, so I get there first. Oh, that was the next, was it the, no, was that, that was the next day, day I think. That That's was the next day that I got there. So, so we went. We sat at the the table where uh, Don and Steph always sit their table, and we drank all the trooper. <laughs> apparently, right? <laughs> yeah, you drank the massive trooper that night. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Not a was... drop to be had in the pub the following day at all. Well, sure. When in Rome, you know. That's it. That's like the only place that we. Well, I had one trooper at Fergoni Lane's house. And then I think that was the only time I drank Trooper. Yeah. yeah. I didn't notice yeah. it anywhere else, actually. I didn't see the pump clip anywhere in any other nope. pubs. I was kind of keeping an eye out for it. I don't even think they had it in the Solid Rock in Glasgow, which was surprising. No, no I didn't see it either. I had that one at that one in uh, Dublin, and then and then that's the only other place that we had it. Yeah. So we had a great time. We had a great time there. And then the next day, we did some sightseeing, some separate sightseeing. And I did the on-off bus, and I did the Beatles Museum, and I had a drink at the Cavern Club, which isn't really the real Cavern Club, but close enough. Fergling Lane, what did you do? We basically had the same day, apart from the hop on and hop off bus but we were in the Beatles Museum or the Beatles Experience I think there's an actual Beatles Museum yeah that's what the Beatles place. Experience that's the one I did <laughs> that was brilliant uh, they had also like they had you know the Magical Mystery Board tour bus and they had like a replica of Abbey Road Studios and I don't know loads of stuff like that like way more to it than I would have expected and very detailed information and stuff so that was really good then we went to the cavern club and there was just some bloke doing acoustic beatles covers which was the most touristy thing in the world but we were just having a brilliant time and we stepped and it was, it was fantastic <laughs> you guys were there for a while we were we were sampling the delights of matthew street we had a few other yeah. years as well oh you want yeah, to sit on a saturday other... night <laughs> I went to Sergeant Pepper too. That, yeah. that bar, Sergeant Pepper. I went in there. Oh yeah. yeah. I found out only the other day that one of the pubs in that area is one of the only pubs in Merseyside that sells uh, bass on tap. I was just looking this up on a, on a, a bass locator uh, website thing. So I've been dying to have a pint of bass for years, and we were just across from it, and we didn't get oh. to go in there. Oh so dear me. And it's one. It's one of the, the White Star. It's one of the best known pubs in the city centre. Yeah. yeah, we just missed out on that. We did go to a couple of other pubs. So we got some food in a place. I think it was called Flanagan's or something. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Flanagan's. We went yeah, into the grapes as well. Had a point there. So yeah, nice little day out. Yeah, and- I ended up eating at. Um- a Turkish restaurant, I think it was, or something, or Lebanese, Turkish, I think it was a Turkish restaurant, because it was that Bold Street, I think it is, where they have all the different, like, but it's like a Turkish restaurants, and Lebanese restaurants, and Algerian, like, right? Yeah, Mexican, yeah, uh, Brazilian, you name it. Yeah, yeah, that's like the International Food Street. Is that what it's called? Bold, is it Bold Street? Bold Bold Street. Street. Yeah. 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 
So I did that. And I mean, it was a walk. It's such a walkable city. It, Liverpool reminds me a lot of Boston in the sense that you can basically walk the whole city, mm. you know, the whole area. It's it's pretty centralized. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, obviously you're not walking out to the suburbs, which you're not doing in Boston either. But I mean, the actual like city seems very. Uh, yeah. The main shopping areas, the main trendy eating places, all the things that tourists might want to see. Yeah. They're all within a few minutes walk of each other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, the, the, the layout's really good in, in the sense that, you know, as well, that it's, it seems quite, even though it's compact, it seems quite open. So wherever you are, you can normally, if you ask for assistance, there's always a landmark that people can say, walk towards that and turn whatever right. way just before you get to it. Whereas in awful lots of big cities, you don't see the thing that you're looking for until you're right on top of it. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a lot like they had the Shanghai that, that house, that little uh, that Chinese house. Yeah, that's like, a real landmark, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Don, you were telling me that that was a gift. Yeah, it's it's the biggest Chinese art outside mainland China. And it was a gift from the city of Shanghai, which is one of Liverpool's twin cities. And you know, not not, not only did they all the stuff come over, but there was hordes of workmen came across with this, and it was properly put together the way the way they would have it in China. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Eric, have you ever been to Liverpool? I have not, but I definitely want to get there at some point. Yeah, soon, you so. definitely yeah. have to. The next time we all descend on. Don, Steph, and Paul, you'll have to join us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So then I go to the Swan, and I'm the first one there. And Jen, who's the bartender, remembered me <laughs> from last year. And she's that's like, oh, yeah, sign. you're Don that's and Steph. That's a bad sign. And, uh, and that's when I had ordered a trooper. And she's like, nope, you drank it all. <laughs> but she cleared. There were some people sitting at our table, and she cleared them away. And I was like, no, 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 don't do that. She was no, I'm just going to move them over to this. Oh, she does really bad she does that all the time like the table police you know shifting people out come on i've got some people coming in get out of the way i need to make room for them you know and then yeah, she, I, but i know. felt kind of like a jerk i'm like sitting at this table you know and i'm like oh, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you guys showed up we drank some beers and some ciders and listened to some music we ended up listening to Ooh. a lot of new metal that Day. Oh yes, we did. There was a gentleman there who enjoyed his new metal. Yeah, he's actually in a couple of our photographs there in the background, photo bombing yeah. them. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I put five songs on a jukebox. I think I'm not. Just, I think somebody else might have put. I did. I said jukebox songs, and yeah, I, we didn't hear any of them. We were there for like hours, and none of them got played. So they must have put on. I don't know how many songs. I'm trying to. Anyway. I'm, I'm trying to figure out just mentally what what a, what a I'm assuming adult. Who in 2023 listens to new metal looks like, and <laughs> probably not what you'd expect, actually. Not what yeah, you'd no, expect at all. I'm thinking like Rob Flynn from the Machine Head video with the orange jumpsuit, but that's probably not what it is. This guy well, was kid. wearing an orange was jumpsuit. Wearing orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd come in from work, so he what was, does he work he, with that he's wearing? Oh, maybe he changed, I guess. He was like, a, I don't like he worked like a road crew or something. I want to say, I don't because mm. I was listening he, to him talk to his friends. I don't yeah. know, Don, Don and stuff know him. Was his name Jay? He was called himself Jai, even though it's spelled J A Y. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen him in there, but I don't know him. No. Yeah. Right. He was talking yeah, to that but... other guy that I had met last year. That the I think he's American. I forgot his name. Oh, that's Rich. That'd rich. be Rich. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I had met him last year. Yeah, he's from Steph- uh, 
Well, I was going to say, isn't he from somewhere like North Dakota? Uh, it's uh, Idaho. Idaho, right. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if I remember, I talked to him last year. Remember, he's lived there a really long time, though, right? Did yeah. he marry a yeah. local? And Yeah, he did, yeah. So after that, all, including Don, Steph, and Paul, we all went to Manchester. Hold on now. You're missing out. We went oh. to Dirty O'Shea's. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay, I forgot that. Oh. Yeah. And we got a free shot. And we got free shot. I'd wormed out by that time, hadn't I? Yeah, yeah. So there was just, um, it was just me and Paul went with you, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. That's right. We got the we got the free, free shots, and it was it was a Guinness tasting experience. That's what we were. And and because you don't know what it tastes like, do you, Elaine? No, it's research purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a blue really. shot while I was there when some guy came up to me and he's like, I didn't put anything in this drink. Do this shot for me. And I was trying to get Elaine to do it. And then I ended up doing it. It was gross, whatever it was. I don't know. It was blue. But I was like, all right. He's like, I didn't put anything in this. Do this. <laughs> all right. So we did. We did that. And then, yeah. So then the next day we all off to the train station. Yeah. yeah, and I told I told you we don't meet by the Cafe Nero kiosk. Oh the yeah, only right. problem, the only right. problem being that since it was last in the station, they demolished it. Yeah. <laughs> we get to the Starbucks and we're like, he must have been talking about this. We don't we don't see any Cafe Nero, <laughs> but we found you. Yeah, yeah. As it turned out, I had to go up that end of the station anyway to buy me tickets, so there was no uh, real hassle. From that point of view. Right. So we get on the we get on the train. We get to Manchester. We taxi it. And by yeah, the way, of, the taxis are taxis. dirt cheap over there in oh, both geez. in Ireland and in in England. It is amazing to me. Or not in London, obviously, but everywhere else, taxis are so reasonably priced. Not like in America mm. at all. We even noticed the difference between Ireland and England uh, in taxis. Like we would consider our, ourselves be, to be getting ripped off in Dublin compared to over in England. Um, I think Elaine was saying one time, like it's like it's 460 or 470, just when you get into the car. And then if you've ordered on the app, it's an extra two immediately. Uh, it's, you know, so you could be paying seven quid before you go anywhere. That's still dirt cheap compared to, compared to the US. Yeah, compared to here as well. When I went to Dublin, I, so I took a taxi from, from the airport to Elaine's house. And how far is that, Elaine? It's not far at all. It's probably like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, maybe away from here how many how long how far is that though like in kilometers or miles um god it's probably only probably only about maybe six kilometers would it tell you now i live nine miles from logan airport and a taxi will cost you a hundred bucks and then they expect a tip Mm. yeah that's ow ow indeed yeah Yeah. that's why i take the subway 7.4 7.4 kilometers it would be from the airport to Elaine's house. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't live much farther and it's it's outrageous. It's outrageously priced. I think what was your taxi, Melissa? Was it about 15 eight, euro? Eight euro fifty. Was it? Jeez. I almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I had like 20 in my hand and I was like, and I was thinking to myself, I hope I have enough cash on me. Wow. Okay. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah. 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 Very reasonable. I mean, even if you Uber it, it's a little bit cheaper, but it's still going to end up costing you like 70 bucks. And again, they expect a tip. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's way, way, way more expensive to take taxis in the U.S. Not just to the airport, but just in general. Like if you were going from one pub to another or the pub home or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's much more expensive. 
Uh, so we get to the hotel. We all stay at the same hotel this time. And uh, yeah, and uh, um, we ended up in a hotel which Fergal had done an awful lot of hard research on to try and make sure that we we got into a hotel which had a late bar. You know, so that was <laughs> I you that did was that research, that, man. <laughs> no, I think it was it was it was you, my friend. You know, you, uh, you, you, got in, you, you got in touch. And you said, right, I've sorted out this hotel. It, it's established a uh, you know, it's got a late bar. How about if we all book into this same hotel? And then we can have a, I think you actually described it as a debrief after the show, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we got a hotel within walking distance of the venue. Well, we kind of did. Well, no, not really. But I mean, there were a lot of hotels that were closer, but it's more important to have a leap bar. Yeah, exactly. And it was quite a good hotel, actually. I was, so it's really, really comfortable. And I, I said to the uh, somebody on reception the following morning, the fact that where it is, just that that bit out of the way in a basically a set, pretty much uh, run down former industrial area of Salford. Overnight, nothing goes past, so it's a lovely quiet sleep. Mm. Yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. Is Salford like a? Is that like a? That's like a suburb of Greater Manchester. Ooh, Ooh don't say that. that don't say that to anyone who comes from Salford. It's a city. Oh, it's a, it's an it's a city. Well, it's an actual city. Okay. I don't. So know. You've got the, Sorry, you you've got the two you've got the two cities of Manchester uh, and Salford. The butt yeah. up absolutely yeah. next next to each other, with only a narrow river between the two. Yeah. That's the physical boundary. Oh, all right. So it's yeah. like it's like Boston, Cambridge. Then I think, like Cambridge yeah, is a city probably. as well. Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is Manchester United are actually based in Salford. So they should really be called Salford, Salford United. What does um, Salford think about that? Do they think it should be? Uh, don't know, to be honest. I don't, I don't tend to ask them. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so we go to we go to this place that was recommended by Paul, right? Oh, yeah, the Marble Arch. Yeah. The, the Marble, Marble Arch, Arch, yes. Yeah. 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 I think that is, actually is his favourite pub in Manchester. It was a nice place. And then we went out back because there wasn't yeah. any seats. We ended up out back and it was kind of, it wasn't really, well, it was kind of rainy, kind of icky, but they had these like these little houses or little huts that you could sit in, which was really cool. Yes. What, yeah, what yeah. you have what you have missed out there, Melissa, is when, when we walked into the bar. Oh, yes. Well, I'm, I waited. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, um, because it's crucial to who was actually sitting outside. Yes, and yes. I'm just looking to see see if they've got their usual range of beers on. And I just hear, hear this voice to the side and says, it's Don McIntyre. And I turned around. And of course, it was Wayne yeah. from Wayne's yep. Iron Maiden podcast. It's fantastic was. to see him. Yeah, it fantastic was. to see the man. It was, it was great to see him and to meet him. Trevor wasn't with him, though. It was just Wayne Solo. Mm, yeah. Conspicuous by his absence. Mm. <laughs> well, perhaps he was a bit so embarrassed still over the whole tailor made thing, Fable, you know. <laughs> probably, probably, and rightly yeah. so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we had, um, we had some pints with him, which was great. And then we were able to come back inside. And we were actually sitting at a table that was reserved. But then the people came in and they moved him to a different table. So we ended up getting to stay where we were. Got to meet up with Chris Spice and Steve Patton, who I chat to a good bit on Twitter, uh, good lads. They like to go to oh, see yeah. Iron Maiden quite a lot. So this is like their, their, I think they're on their sixth one today. They're in London, 
um, or maybe it was yesterday, but um, yeah, it was, it was great to meet them as well. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And I had a very nice fish and chips. Yeah, and I had a nice um, veg, veggie Thai thing. Yeah, yeah that was, was really good. I had the uh, black pudding burger, which was quite nice. Yeah, saw you with us, Steph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So every, every <laughs> the food was good. The food was good, yeah. and um, didn't Fergal got a you got a pie, right? Got a pie. Yeah, it was. Okay. Was it engulfed? Was it engulfed in pastry? Oh, it was engulfed. It was engulfed. All right. <laughs> um, it wasn't. Um, sorry, that's a kind of a joke to a previous uh restaurant in Falkirk when I was reading off the menu that they were serving a pie, but it said puff pastry. And in my experience, that often means that it's just a, a pastry topping and it's not a full pie. So I asked the waitress if it was engulfed in pastry. And she said, no. <laughs> so I didn't order it. He goes, all right, well, then I'm going to get this instead. And Actually, I got the pie and it was good, even though it wasn't engulfed. Um, this one was okay. It was a bit watery. Um, I preferred the one I had in Rabhaz in Glasgow, if I'm honest. But it was all right. Did the job. Yeah, ale was nice though. Mm. Yeah, some really good beers. Some really good beers in that pub. I don't think they brew them on site anymore. They'll do this stuff. The brewery is on a separate site now. Yeah, yeah, but it's um that 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 was a great place. And then I have some friends from Scotland and Norway that I was trying to catch up with in Glasgow. That didn't happen. And then they were in Manchester and I was trying to catch up with them. Then they, my friend Robert from Norway was like, okay, this is where we are. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to go try to catch up with these guys. And then you guys went to the Angel Pub. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, I walked past it when I was on my way to, I don't know what it was. It's like a warehouse that has a bunch of different, it's right by the, it's right by the venue. It's like a. Oh, it's the uh, print works. Yeah. That's it. The print works. Yeah. And it's like a. And it's like a warehouse. You go in, you go in, and then there's all these different restaurants and pubs and whatnot. So, yeah, the warehouse. And we went to, and I went to this pub. It was huge. I can't remember the name of it. It was massive. It had upstairs, downstairs. They were playing Maiden. I looked everywhere for my friends, and they had already left to go to the venue. So I just had a beer there, and then I went to the venue. Yeah, I know. I, Robert's like, I'm sorry. We got mixed up. So went to the venue. So I was at the venue before you guys, hmm. I checked out the merch table. I bought a Stranger in the Strange Land. We'll talk about merch a little bit later. Hmm. And then and then we had seats for this. Yeah. So did we. For the first so time ever, I sat. Everybody had room. seats, but none of us were sitting together. I mean, Fergal yeah. and Elaine were sitting together. And then Paul, Steph, and Don were sitting together. And then I was sitting sort of by myself. Fergal, what did you think about seating? I thought I really enjoyed it, especially at the end of a long trip where you've been standing at three gigs, including British Line. Uh, it was ideal to be sitting on. Because I had the pre-sale access, I went in quite early to get these and I got seats bang in the centre in a good row. The view of the stage couldn't have been any better. We weren't too high, we weren't too low. It was ideal. And it was great to be able to watch the show from a perspective where you can see the entire stage. Because when you're standing, even if you have a good view, you don't necessarily see everything that's going on. So, mm. And the sound, I thought, again, was excellent. So being able to hear and see everything with complete clarity and take it all in after two previous gigs where we took most of it in, I thought it was just a perfect way to finish it off. Uh, yeah, I was sitting, I was like a third, I had a seat, but I was like third row on the end. So it was right 
right by the standing room area, this general seating area. But I, but I was on the end, which was good because when because I do like to stand up, I have I'll have a hard time staying in my seat. But when I stood up, it was okay because everybody in my area did stand up. But also the way we were sort of you know the way the stage was, you're kind of turned to the side, so nobody I wasn't blocking anybody's way, which didn't really matter because everybody ended up standing up anyway. Which the guy in front of me was a little bit tall, but I could see to the side of him. So it, it was yeah. fine. How about you guys, uh, Don and Steph? Yeah, we, we had, we had um, I, I was pleased with the seats because uh, like, like Fergal, I'd taken advantage of the fan club pre-sale and I tried to remember where, where Steph and I were sitting on the Legacy of the Beast tour and I think I near enough got almost exactly the same view that yeah, we no, had on, oh, that, on that one. Oh, definitely, uh, yeah. We were very, yeah. very close, weren't we? Yeah, um, so that that was fun. Also, just a few rows in front of us were some of our friends from the Swan who went who went in the pub at any time that we were we had been in there the previous two days. But um, trying to attract their attention in the end, the woman at the, in the row behind them saw what I was up to and started prodding them to turn round. So, well, yeah, good. it, it was re- really really good really good view. Just and this surprisingly decent amount of leg room. I find it find in, in the Manchester Arena compared to some of them. You know, the, the, there was yeah. no issue of me being uncomfortable because of the angle that the my legs were at or anything like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can relate to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I picked the one right on the edge so that uh, I could move my leg in and out if I needed to or get yeah. up and down as, yeah. as necessary. I don't yeah. mind a whole load of people walking by you if you're not the one that has to walk by a whole load of, a load of people. Me I'd too. Prefer, me too. Yeah, I like to prefer to be on the, the end because then I always feel guilty. I don't mind guilty. popping up and down for people. Yeah, like, me too. I hate walking through an entire row of Me people. too. Yeah, well, I, I always seem to get in reasonably early so that I'm the person who's having to stand up and let others in. Uh, and because I don't drink during this show, I can normally manage to last out. So if we, if we go to the toilet, restroom, bathroom, whatever you want to call it, before I go actually into the into the auditorium, I'm fine until I come back out again. Um, mm. But yeah, it's my 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 problem with the with the place is I, I've I've never been great in, in with my balance, but it's it's really gone wonky the last few years, and I struggle. With those staircases which haven't got handrails. Yes. Oh yeah. So I'm mm. blind as a bat, and I'm and I don't have any depth perception. So I'm trying to get down those stairs with without a a, a, a railing, and it yeah, it was tough. I, yeah, I, I was going really really slow, very gingerly because yeah, I don't I don't like that either. No, I, I was, I was so hanging... far down that I had to go all the way, almost all the way down to mm. the front. Yeah, I was hanging on to Paul to make sure that I didn't overbalance or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. if I'd have fallen, all the all the other people in front of me would have gone, and that wouldn't have been a nice thing to happen. No, I, I didn't have mm. anybody to hold on to because I was by myself. But yeah, I was that was a little bit that was a little bit crazy. I was a little bit going back when we were leaving. There were so many people. You're just you know you're sort of encased in people, and you're sort of safe, if you will, going up and down yes. up the stairs. But on the way down, it was a little bit a little bit hairy. They should really have a a hand railing. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Well, what I'm, I'm planning on doing is, is now that I think I know the, the layout of that arena really well, I'm going to tr- have to try and get seats on one of the back rows, which is clo- closer to the entrance, mm. uh, less staircase to to, to to try and negotiate because uh, it's I I, 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 it re- I really do struggle, and that's that's the that's the only issue with these these places for me. These open staircases in the auditorium. Yeah, me as well. So I thought yep. that Manchester. Oh, go ahead. 
Go ahead, Fergal. I was just going to say one thing I did like is um, they had these double pints so that you didn't have to. Uh, buy, uh, As opposed to half pints. <laughs> so walking around with these buckets of, of beer and I, I I had kind of said, oh, I'm not going to go out for a beer during this. And then, you know, during it, you know, you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind one now. So I decided to go out during the last bit of writing on the wall after Adrian had played it solo. And uh, I knew most people would probably be still in watching it at that point. And the difference between just before they started and then at that point of the show was night and day. There was almost nobody out. So really, really quickly nipped out, got a lane, I think a double whiskey or vodka or something, got myself one of these bucket pints, which in fairness, it took about five people to pour. But anyway, um, I got that and then was back in just be, just during, I can't remember what the next song is there, but like didn't miss too much at all. So it was very strategic and I was, I was very happy to see those uh, bucket pints available. That's good. That's, I thought that the crowd was loudest in Manchester. What did you guys think about the crowds? Erica, you got a thought on the crowd in uh, in Ireland? Yeah, I thought they were, I mean, I'm, I'm used to the Swedish crowds and allegedly, I mean, this might be something that is said in every country they go to, but, you know, they, they, they sort of claim that the, the crowds in Sweden are, you know, the, the, the fans of Sweden are among the best. Seeing the, the crowd in Dublin, though, I don't necessarily think that can't be true because those are way louder and way rowdier than anything I've seen in Sweden, I'll say. Um, I mean, I saw, I saw like, if you see, there's a, there's some clips online from the Sweden Rock Festival a few days, uh, like a week or two earlier. And the, the first, like, they, you know, the first, like, uh, chunk of people there, it's, they, they don't seem to, they, they barely seem to care for the first, like, you know, until they sort of get to the more, you know, quote unquote hits. And uh, that definitely wasn't the case in Dublin. And this right. probably is the case that this is not like a particularly good festival set list. Uh, it, it's, it's not a, it's not the greatest hits situation and that's not gonna that's gonna put any anyone who's sort of a just sort of casual kind of <laughs> fan would probably wouldn't necessarily find it very entertaining I guess yeah right Fergal Elaine what did you think about because you went to all you went to three shows what do you think about the crowds at the shows I suppose Manchester like we had we did have a bit of fun with people we were sitting beside but um can really the the seating experience is different you know when you're kind of I thought that I thought the rowdiest crowd was probably in Glasgow. <laughs> Did you think mm. that? There were the guys that were jumping up and down. Yeah, no, there and... was definitely they were rowdy, but I thought it seemed like it was the crowd seemed louder in Manchester. Maybe it was the acoustics. Maybe it was where it was sitting. I, yeah, I would agree, kind of with Lane. I found it hard to take in the crowd reaction from a seated Please. perspective. Mm. I find I find it's easier when you're in the thick of it on the floor, and. Uh, our friend um, Brian, who you might have met in the Foggy Jew before the gig, big beardy guy, Melissa. Uh, yes. He was saying that the Glasgow crowd was one of the worst metal crowds he'd ever seen in his yeah, life. Yeah, I but saw he, that. Yeah. But he was sitting, and I think it's different because when we were standing there, I thought they were well into all the songs. They oh, were God, singing yeah. along with everything. They were singing along mm-hmm. with the writing on the wall. You know, it wasn't just the classics that they knew. Um, and when the likes of The Prisoner came on, they went mental. Uh, yeah. So I didn't agree with that but again it's about your perspective from the room so yeah. i would say as well the glasgow one was the loudest i experienced probably but in dublin i was kind of quite distracted going queuing for pints and, mm-hmm. and going to the toilet and stuff like that so i don't know um re- regarding the dublin reaction that's the first gig in dublin in six years so that's probably a reason why they got such a good reaction like i know several people who were at that who were going to their first ever iron maiden concert so mm. be a lot of that aspect as well that's true. I think one one thing that was interesting, I don't know if it was in any of the other ones, was when Bruce was talking about wanting to come back for a second night. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Glasgow, he said? Let's Did go. he say that in Glasgow? Oh, maybe it was Manchester. It was one it was of the Manchester. two. He said, he said in Manchester. And then obviously yeah. Don and I, 
And Paul went to Birmingham and he never said that at all. So whether or not he, he just sort of like, they just sort of feel that Manchester is a better venue for them yeah. to, to do multiple gigs at. It was certainly the biggest crowd. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think I think it, 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 have I heard or read something that it's it's the it's the biggest attendance they've had for a metal show in that arena ever. Oh, or right. I imagine that because it holds about fifteen, fifteen half thousand. I think it's a bit more than that, to be honest. Is it? One, I was looking that up. Okay. Is it? Yeah, it was over twenty was it anyway. When oh, I was it twenty? Is it twenty? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it just even looking at it from the seat, it was a whole jam packed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Last. I think Bruce oh. said something like, "We couldn't get another person in here or something." That's yeah. the one. Yeah. 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 No, it was definitely it was definitely a lot a lot of people there. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was maybe it's because it was more physically more people there that just like the singing along like the fear of the dark. It sounded really mm-hmm. like. The singing sounded, I don't know, louder or sounded like there was more crowd singing, but that mm. could just be because there was physically more people in the room. Yeah, I'd say I, I <laughs> forget the least singing along I'd, I'd done on the whole tour. By that point, my voice was a bit weak. And also I was like, I'm just watching this now. I've, I've earned my experience here. Oh. I'm just going to sit and watch and listen. You did, yeah, you sat the whole time, right? No one stood in our area at all. No. Or do you remember anyone standing in the lane? No, I don't remember anyone standing, no. We were just no, sitting see, the whole time, which fine. I thought I was going to be the only one standing, but everybody stood in my area thankfully mm. so yeah everybody was standing there wasn't anybody in the, standing uh, in the area i was sitting at the dublin gig um when people there i mean there were to, to be fair there were two guys who were not just standing they were also sort of knocking things over and they're being you know and then there's someone who came uh to tell them you know every time they did that they had to sit down and i think them doing that meant that anyone else standing also got a kind of a slap on the wrist oh you gotta sit down uh, so mm. they, they were trying to enforce that um in, in my sitting area and actually i just thought about this now i don't know if i mentioned this the guy sitting in front of me passed out and had to be carried out. <laughs> wow! Oh, the Irish! Wow. I don't, I don't know. So he, 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 he was uh, very much taking the not standing up thing very seriously. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know what it was. I, I have no idea if it was alcohol related. I'm gonna just go ahead and assume that was the case. But uh, yeah, they had to get like three people to carry him out. So. What a waste! And also initially they were trying to they were trying to get his attention and stuff. I was like, he, there was nothing. I was like, oh, that'd be really weird if. I, I mean, this, I mean, again, I, I you know, because for a second, I was like, oh my God, what if, what if the guy died? And that's mm. it. Yeah, but apparently he didn't. So, you know. Oh, uh, glad he didn't die. Thoughts and prayers and so on and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> he peaked too soon. That's his yeah. problem. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's, a, that's such a waste. That's why I, I don't, I, I'm peace myself on, you know, game day. Yeah. And I only, I, in Manchester, I got a glass of wine because wine doesn't go through my bladder as fast as beer. So I was like, let me get a wine, in, you know, so that I don't have to pee in the middle of the prisoner or something mm. you went off drinking champagne then listen well yeah so oh, yeah so then so then at the end of the end so my friends were there and I, my other friends were there and i was trying to find them and i finally got in touch with my friend robert who's from norway and he was like okay we're at this place and we were back at that print print alley or whatever print. that print shop whatever but we were at a different bar so he meets me in front of this bar and he goes the, the guys are in here and it was a disco and i'm like what the hell are we doing here and my friend previn god bless him he was miserable he says to me i don't know why we're here i don't know why graham brought us here but my friends graham and dave were there and graham it was graham's 70th maiden show and so they wanted to have champagne hmm. so we got a bottle of champagne and we drank champagne while we watched graham and dave in their iron maiden gear dancing to rihanna <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> it was crazy. It was just crazy. But there was also oh, an Iron Maiden tribute band that was playing that night. And the tickets were like five pounds or something ridiculous like that. We, I was going to, Graham was like, oh, buy a ticket. And I was like, okay. And then Robert's stomach wasn't feeling good. He goes, I'm not going to go anyway. He goes, I think I'm just going to go home. I think it was the disco probably did it. For, it did him in. Wait a minute. Made him physically and, sick. Yeah, he's physically, <laughs> physically ill from that. He's like, I got to go. So the four of us, myself, Previn, Dave, and Graham, went to this, this place. And it was the place that they has, they saw British Lion the night before in this venue. And I have to tell you, this venue was a shithole. Like, I was like, really? Brian, British Lion played here? It was not nearly as nice as the place they played in Dublin. And I went to the bathroom and I had to go through the men's room to get to the ladies room, which was really, I thought it was in the wrong location. I was like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm in the men's room or whatever. And this lady, this woman on the other side of the room is like, no, 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 you're looking, you're looking for the ladies toilet. It's over here. It's over here. And I go over there and there's these three stalls. And she goes, yeah, th- this is the ladies area. And she goes, except for the middle star s- stall, because some guy's taking a shit. I was like, oh, Jesus okay. <laughs> so it was, the, it was really, it was really bizarre. It was really bizarre. And that man was Steve Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was a there was a main tribute band. I don't even know what these people were called. Um, they were really good. Some of the songs were better than others, um, but they did a lot of deep cuts, and it was fun. You know, we just the, the four of us had a really good time jumping around. And my friend Graham has this thing about. He calls it Maiden Malbec. He always has a glass of red wine after every Maiden show. So. We go to this, we go to, we go there and we're seeing this band. There's no red wine. So we leave and we go to this different place, which was also playing dance music to get red wine. And I buy the round of red wine and it was the worst red wine that we'd ever had. We couldn't even choke it down. It was so bad. Plus the music sucked. And Previn's like, we need to go back to the the other place. I can't be here anymore. So then we all left and went back to the, to the venue to see the Maiden Tribute Band and watch them for the rest of the rest of the night and you guys went back to the hotel certainly did yeah we, we yeah. struck up a few friendships with uh, people outside yeah. uh, having a smoke and bar staff and various other people that strange welchman <laughs> yeah was was there anybody was there a lot of people that were staying at our hotel that were there for maiden because i didn't see anybody there was a couple oh, yeah. there was a few yeah a few, all right yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember we were hanging out in the lobby on the, the, the day before when we before we were going to the Marble Arch, and three or four men came in, and you, they were you like, know, oh, you're so right. I did see a couple. Then. I did see a couple of people. I did yeah. that day. I did see. You're right. I did see a couple of people, but it and wasn't then like as we were warm. as we were having points after the gig, several people spilled in in Iron Maiden t-shirts. Anyway, um, so yeah, there was a good few, I'd say, oh, or right. a few anyway, handful. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. I saw the guys the, the the day before, but I didn't really see that many, see that many people. Uh, so then we all got into a taxi, and I taxied back, and you guys were, and I thought maybe you guys wouldn't wouldn't still be up, but there you were. Excuse me, <laughs> still up, having a few. And waste all that research into the late oh, bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the one that was going to close, but you had to ask him, and he came across and he opened it up for us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was nice. And so the next day, we had to leave. So Fergal, I came downstairs to say goodbye to Fergal and Lane because they were leaving. They were going back home early in the morning. And then I saw you guys, said goodbye to you guys. And then I went because I was flying into back to London because I was going home the next day. 
And you guys went on to another show, right, Don? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got home. We, uh, I think we had two nights back in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we, we, we met, met up back up again at uh, Lime Street Station and we, we toddled off to Birmingham to see yeah. the show. To see the show there, uneventful journey, you know. Um, but when we found a little, the, the, and it was literally a host, little hotel, wasn't it, Steph? Oh god, um, yeah. It was tiny. Apart from that, my bathroom, my bathroom was bigger than the main room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had this huge bathroom. Yeah, I had. I, yeah, and it's but it, it was handy because you just basically you walk through the st- through the station yeah. out the other side, and there it was yeah. the other side of the yeah. road. And I had a feeling I had stayed there on a previous occasion when, it, but I, I can't remember what band it was. Mm-hmm. I went state uh, in Birmingham to see that time, and I can't can't remember who I was with. But anyway, I remembered the hotel hadn't changed any. Check in, throw throw your bags into the rooms to meet back downstairs. Um, and I just said casually to the guy on the, the on reception, um, what time does the bar close? Ten o'clock. Oh. Ten o'clock. But it, it, it was it was relatively cheap. It was convenience, it was clean. Mm. So that it, it wasn't a, a, a big handicap that there, there wasn't any sort of any sort of bar afterwards. Um as it turned out, we headed straight off the, the Wellington pub. It's uh, another famous hangout, which we use whenever we were in Birmingham. And we, we spent as long as we possibly could before we had to head, head off to the venue. Because yeah. uh, we, we went we went totally certain of the, of the route to the venue, were we? So no, we, all, we went had to allow ourselves a bit of extra yeah. time. Did you walk and, to the venue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about... Uh, about- about 15 minutes walk, wasn't it? Something like that. Once we yeah. decided what the route was, yeah. I think we we, yeah. we walked we walked back on ourselves deliberately a couple of times. We thought, hang on, mm. this is this isn't looking good. So let's go back to mm. the previous junction, that sort of yeah. thing. Did but you the guys well, take, take the train? Oh. Did you guys the trains get a taxi to the venue in Manchester, or did you walk from the you walked from the Angel, right? Oh, yeah, we, we just walked. Yeah, we walked from the Angel. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that far yeah. away? Yeah. We got a tax, taxi taxi to the Marble Arch, you know, but uh, but then walked to the yeah. venue because. Yeah. You're only only a few minutes walk at that point. What were you going to say, Steph? Um, just going to say, yeah, because we just ended, we just stayed basically in the Wellington all afternoon until about what, be about quarter seven, I think, was it? Oh no, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that was really it. I mean, it's a it's a great boozer. The Wellington's a fantastic boozer. Uh, you know, it's got uh, sixteen hand pulls on. Wow. Nice. And uh, and did you guys and eat? It's, uh, no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just just drunk. <laughs> uh, what's really good about the Wellington is if you go on the website, they keep the um, they keep the list of the handles up to date. Oh, that's so good. you can it's a, it's real time. You can see whenever they change beers. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's good. They take it seriously. They take it absolutely seriously. Their beer. I've been there when they had a beer festival on. Oh, nice. Uh, I, and it's just like. It's just fabulous. They, they had like about another dozen beers. I mean, you know, some some beer festivals, proper beer festivals, don't have much more than that going at the mm. same time. But no, they take it they take it serious. It's a great pub. If you're in Birmingham, go there definitely. Yeah, and the other interesting thing is you don't order your beer by its name. There's a big video oh, screen, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you <laughs> and you order. You find out what beer it is, and you order by the number on the video ah. screen. Yeah. Because ah, they have so, so, so many, I guess. 
Exactly. So, yeah, we can't expect the bar staff to remember where every puck beer is in relation to the others and if they're constantly changing them throughout the day. Yeah. So, yeah, you just go up and say X number of X pints of number whatever. Yeah. Oh, Sounds fantastic. Definitely yeah. take that place to visit in November. Uh, yeah. Most likely going over with Kevin to see Blaze Bailey and Milton Keynes. So yeah. definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah so, I, it's, it's only like five minutes walk from the station as well. So perfect. Oh, nice. I was only in the airport in Birmingham. That was the state train station in the airport. That was it last year. So I haven't really spent any time over there. So let's talk about the opening band. Eric, you got a thoughts? Well, I didn't see them. So, but I'm sure I'm sure they were delightful and very, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> so was it Glasgow that we saw a bit of them? Yeah. Like at the end of the militia. Yeah. Yeah. Saw a fraction of them in Manchester as well, because we were sitting, I think we saw maybe two songs in Manchester. Yeah, we took our yeah. seats early enough. Yeah. 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 We, we caught, right. yeah. Sorry, we caught them at the end. So it's okay. I was just going to say, we caught them at the end of it, like last two or three songs in Birmingham. So, but go on. Yeah, you were saying, Fergal. I was going to say, I thought they were all right. I didn't think they were terrible. Like, I've, I've noticed yeah. a lot of people posting up on Facebook that they're absolutely atrocious, blah, blah, blah. And like, Iron Maiden support bands often are rubbish, but I mm. thought they were okay, but I probably wouldn't be rushing out to go and listen to them. But they weren't mm. offensively bad, like having to watch Marilyn Manson back in the day or having to watch any of Steve Harris's children in any of their various <laughs> bands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were like Romstein light, I guess. Yeah, right. They, I mean, they were campy or whatever. They were entertaining I, enough, I guess. I didn't make me want to run out and buy their merch or buy their hmm. CD or anything like that. Yeah, but I thought they were entertaining enough. I mean, it's kind of a weird, kind of a weird choice. I mean, once again, I think they, I don't know, Maiden doesn't make the best choices with opening bands, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if they don't they don't want a band like Night Demon that might overshadow them or feel you know feel like they're going to pick a band that nobody's going to be interested in or i don't i don't know why they they pick the bands that they pick well obviously we know why they pick raven's age but mm. you know i don't kind of an interesting sort of thing i thought the band airborne was going to be playing at some shows but i i guess not they were the no, ones that were, go ahead i was just going to say though they're, they're currently on their own tour i think I think they were who was going to be playing. Who was going to be playing mm. with them when I was going to go see them down under? I think it was Airborne. Was the yeah, opening. that would make sense. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about merch. Mm. Eric. Baby. So uh, it's sort of interesting. Get? I didn't get anything there. I did, but I because I bought the tour shirt that I bought ahead of time, and I was going to buy like some patches just for like having just for the sake of having bought something at the actual gig. And I got to the the, the booth and uh, I was informed I couldn't buy any patches. They had plenty of patches. But I, it was very confusing. She said something about they had a supply issue that she didn't know when they were getting more, so she couldn't, you know, sell any. But she had like a stack of them. I'm like, well, I don't, you know. Well, that doesn't make any sense. So, so what does that mean? Like, I don't, I don't want all of them. I just have. I want all your patches. There's only one one kind of shirt they could sell at that point because they had a lot of those, I guess, or they knew. I guess she knew when they were getting more of those. So I'm like, I don't understand what, and then, so I didn't buy anything because I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> did you, did you get an event shirt, Eric? Uh, no, I didn't, but I, I, I have, I have a shirt from the, from the tour, the, the about the tour shirt. Uh, Which one did you buy? Oh, this, the, the one with the, um, oh, the, the future past uh, Eddie and the, uh, just okay. the dates on the back, yeah. Okay. All right. So Elaine, what did you buy? Well, Fergal bought me a t-shirt when you That were was in. nice of him. It was nice of him. And then it stopped there because it was very pricey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you so you got a you got an adventure, right? 
Yeah, I got yeah. two of them, yeah, on the in Dublin actually, because we were looking at the queue for the merch, and it was, uh, it was very, it was ridiculous. So by the time I queued up, they actually had no large, so I ended up getting an extra large, but it's kind of a bit big on me. But anyway, um, I'm had to buy the event it. t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, had to buy the <laughs> event t-shirt, uh, and I had bought, I had bought three t-shirts in advance, so I got the Alexander the Great one, the Stranger in a Strange Land one, and the tour art like eric was talking about there i ordered those from the fan club prices in advance so they had all arrived by the time we even got to the dublin gig and i'm very glad that i did because i know had i not got those i would have wanted to buy them in the in the arena and that would have taken way too much time and would have cost a lot more money so i got them about 33 euro each and they were 45 each in the mm-hmm. venue yeah, yeah. Mm. Stephen don what did you buy um, I just got the like the prisoner one mm-hmm. event shirt. Mm. Um, that was the only one because it was like you know forty pounds. It was like ouch. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I did toy with the NFL shirts, but and I, I was going to get that in Birmingham. But when I got there, they had no, they had no, none of them left at all. Oh. So whether or not that was like a very very restricted run, and they just yeah. run out, and that was it. Was, um, Eric probably bought them all in Dublin uh, when he was snapping probably, them yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I did. That, that's I caused a supply issue. When was... <laughs> oh, was it you? Patch uh, famine. That was really... You're only yeah. getting over the potato <laughs> famine, Eric. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, forty pounds a throw. It's like ouch. That is. Yeah, yeah that it's getting you know, outrageous now. Yeah, that's, that, that's why I bought them in advance. I was like, I cannot yeah. drop that much money in person at the show. Yeah. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. What did you get done? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I had worked on the basis of, um, double basis of, there may not be too much that's a, 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 that really grabs me attention and also the price issue. So I decided, because I have this silly, this silly routine that when I go to a maiden gig, I've always got to wear a shirt that I bought at the last one I got. Mm. So, so what, what I what I had to do? No one has to go to two two shows, and you was going to have to buy at least one share to each to satisfy my silly silly rule. So at Manchester, I just bought this one, you know, the Stranger in the Strange Land shares, knowing that I'd get something else in Birmingham, um, and that ended up being the being the prisoner shirt, which is of course the the proper UK and Ireland event shares, isn't it? As opposed mm. to the stranger, which is sort of a, the European tour shirt. Mm. So, but you know, a 40 quid. And again, like Steph, I'd spent all of the Tuesday in the pub, haven't I, agonising about whether yeah. I should actually get another T-shirt <laughs> or whether it'd be better <laughs> safe getting the NFL shirt in, in its place. Uh, yeah. Thinking, I'm... There's a good chance I'm going to wear that more often yeah. than a T-shirt because I'm I'll, I'll just wearing it over a hoodie or a right, sweat or something right. like that. Yeah. And, of course, we got there, didn't have Remember? any. Yeah. So I ended up having, having to buy a second T-shirt, which is fair enough, you know, because I, I was planning on planning on spending, once I saw the price, a total of £80, 80 pounds over the two nights. If we'd have bought the NFL shirt, that would have gone up to what just on the on the ton, something mm. like that. You know, so the fact that it's sold out saved, saved me money, and it's more of a beer vouchers. So I had sort of hemmed and hawed about whether or not I was going to buy shirts uh, ahead of time. <clears throat> I ended up buying the Alexander the Great shirt, but it didn't come. It came while I was away, so I didn't have that shirt with me. But I knew it was waiting for me at home, so I didn't buy it. I did buy an event shirt, 
Andy and I were waiting in the merch line in Dublin and then the show was starting and I was starting to freak out. But then, like I said, I realized that it was okay. And I was able to get the event shirt and that was great. And then I did want a stranger in the strange land shirt. And so I didn't buy anything in Glasgow. And then I did buy it in Manchester because like I said, I got there a little bit earlier. I could hear the, the opening band and there was, there was, the merch table was unbelievable in Manchester. I mean, there was like no line. I mean, it wasn't like, usually you're queuing up for like at least half an hour or whatever. This was like, I was, it was maybe <coughs> seven minutes of me waiting and yeah. waiting to get my shirt. So that was great. Um, and those are the only two that I got, you know, I had looked at the prisoner, I, you know, him and odd, but again, you know, like you said, I mean, I came from the U.S., so obviously, you know, I had to buy a plane ticket and then, you know, we, we had accommodations and beers and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so it kind of does add up, you know, and so you kind of have to be smart. And, you know, let's face it, we all have a shitload of uh, shirts. Maybe not Elaine, but every, she, what do you have? Four shirts, I think you were telling, was it you were telling yeah. four or five? Well, I've, that, that was my fifth time in Manchester saying them, so. Ooh, Ooh get you. It's starting, yes. You have mm. to start somewhere. To start somewhere. You got Absolutely. To. So anybody uh, planning on seeing Maiden any time soon? Oh, uh, not this year anyway. Eric, are you no. no, I don't think so. I mean I, I wish I wish, but I don't know. I, I don't have anything on the planned at the moment. So I have a ticket for Edmonton in uh Alberta, Canada in October. So I have that and Ottawa is floating around. It's a possibility, but we're obviously waiting for the proper North American tour. And I invite all of you to come to North America and uh, see them here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that, that is a damn good idea. Damn it good is. idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, if I time it in, because, you know, since I'm there, I'm there a couple of times a year these days, so I definitely could hopefully time it in with you know some yeah absolutely and i mean if you your your family's in virginia i mean if you pick something if you pick a show in virginia or dc or something i'll pop down cool i got no problem popping down to to you know and you know we can pick a place where we can all convene whether Mm. it's that area or it's somewhere else it's what i find interesting in america is it's it's cool to pick like something sort of that like everybody will fly from Europe to go to like the LA show, the Las Vegas show, the mm. New York city show. But I mean, like if you can pick something else, you know, like somewhere else, you, you know, you can probably get a better deal, a better flight deal. You can probably get a better mm. hotel deal. And then, you know what I mean? Like we could all convene in, I don't know, Des Moines or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just thinking they, they uh, announced the European dates eight months before they were happening uh they announced them in october and they didn't happen until june so if they announced something that coincided with hell's heroes and there was a gig in texas that could be something that would be mm. that would be amazing that would be a perfect a perfect time that you could kind of do a little bit of of everything i mean they have to do i mean i just can't see them bringing everything over here for the the power trip in california and then the four dates in canada and just being like oh yeah, yeah we're going back home now we're done like it just kind of doesn't make any sense. Unless they're just getting paid an absolute fortune, which they probably are. Well, from what I understand, Power Trip, they are getting paid an absolute fortune. But, you know, it kind of doesn't. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, is that they could have just come and done Power Trip and then went home. And then but they didn't. They they decided to do these four these four dates in Canada. So 
hopefully they plan something. Mm. All right, guys. Unfortunately, okay. I have to go to work. It's Sunday afternoon for you guys, so you're just uh, relaxing, drinking beers, and mm. and enjoying your afternoon watching. How's cricket going? Uh, it, 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 it's fin- finished a oh, good, good half hour ago. England won, so that's good news. The uh, uh, don't, don't nod off, Fergal. Don't nod off. It's <laughs> the the, the competition's the, the competition's still live. So there's two more games to play, and uh, all to play for in the best in the best of five series. And the Dubs are in the semis next week. Dubs are in the semis. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> All Ireland is soon. Keep your eyes peeled. Oh yes, I know. Oh, yeah. so it's, that's on that's on the Saturday, and yeah, I might try. I might see if I can find a bar that's got that on. I think I think you need to yeah. go down to one yeah. of the bars. Well, yeah. well, I can I can suggest two, both yeah. on Seal Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, yeah. so hope hopefully. Get yeah. your jersey on. Get your Dublin jersey on. Oh, you, when I'll you come me. over in February, you'll have to buy a, a Dublin jersey. Yeah, another one. <laughs> That's a big collection. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only got uh, a, a, a Dubs polo shirt. So I haven't actually got a got a shirt. So yep. that's something sure. to be yeah. organised. Yeah. On your list now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there's plenty of branches of galleries I can uh, find one in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks guys for coming on. Right. And thank you, um, Melissa. I want to say thank I want to you. take this opportunity to thank uh everybody for making my trip so amazing. Meeting Eric was fantastic, and I hope to see you very soon. It was so great in Liverpool to see you guys again. And thanks to everyone at the Swan and Fergal and Elaine. You know, you know how I feel, and and I can't thank you enough for your hospitality in Dublin and opening your home to me. Mm. And it was just fantastic. And I also want to give a shout out to George and Rebecca. We met Rebecca for the first time, his lovely wife. It was great to see them. And it was great to see Kevin. A hearty thank you, obviously, to Andy and Tracy as well for their hospitality at the Wonky Roaster. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, similar sentiments here. It was brilliant to meet yeah. everyone, especially people who I hadn't met in person, like Don and Stephanie and Eric. Yeah. Great to see you again, Melissa, and all of the others along the way. And I'm not yes, going to try and yeah. miss everyone because I'll and, forget. Uh, forget about uh, Josh. It was great to meet Josh and uh, Josh and yeah. uh, Nesbitt as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and great to meet your friend Paul as well, actually, uh, Stephanie and Don. Absolutely. Lovely yeah. man. So, yeah. It was nice to, to see Paul again. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. Uh, like, like, yeah. yeah like, likewise, it was uh, great to meet up with people who have been con- conversing with on social media, done mm-hmm. Zoom yeah. calls with. You know, um, obviously, met, met Melissa last year when she was over, over for download and spent, spent some time in Liverpool. But great to meet everybody else that I did. And yeah. um, obviously, the plan now is I've got the tickets to go and see Blaze Bailey in Dublin in February. So be over for well, it won't, it won't be an in 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 and out, will it, Steph? Yeah, no, it'll, 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 be a couple it'll, of days, at least, at least. Yeah, a couple of days, a couple of days, a couple of, couple of relaxed days, I think. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, yeah. you've loads of time to organise that. There yeah, you well. go. There you never know. <laughs> You never know. You could pop over, Eric. Pop yeah, over I'm, again. Gonna, I'm looking into maybe coming over for uh, Judas Priest and Saxon in March. Oh, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that'd be good too. I just want to say it was really nice. It was nice meeting. Uh, like I said, I've talked to a lot of you guys for quite a while at this point. 
Uh, and it can, can be kind of daunting going to a city you've never been in to meet, so, so sort of hang out with people you've not really met. But so I feel like I, I knew you guys so well. Yeah. yeah, exactly like that. But it, it like within like seconds, it was just it, it felt like I was hanging out with people I've known all my life. So uh, yeah. yeah, it was great. Absolutely so. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Agreed. Stuff. Price. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay, then. Enjoy the rest yeah. of your day, guys. See you soon. Bye. See you soon, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 B